We're going to have issues the rest of the night here. You tell me. Do you know well, what the you're, show you're, is? You're upset that people are speeding up music on TikTok. Yeah, that's stupid. I get it. Okay, here's the thing. I understand if you're speeding it up. Is this top of the hour worthy? For the, of course it is. Everything's top of the hour worthy. <laughs> unless it's bulls. <laughs> um, you, you can't. You can speed up songs for a video, right? For TikTok. Like in the example okay. of Teenage Dirtbag by sure. Wheatus. Yes, that most people are familiar with because of TikTok videos. Only you. Everybody <laughs> else knew it was a song. I don't think so. A lot of people knew it was a song. A lot of our listeners knew it was a song. Okay? What you cannot do is then take those songs and just be walking around listening to them. Yes, you can. That's why people like them. That's not good. That's not the, how the artist wanted you to listen no to it. No one cares what the artist thinks. They should. No. They should. No, no. Not at all. It's ridiculous. I'm, I'm just telling you how it is. It's ridiculous. You can listen to them. It's no, okay. I'm not going to listen to them. Oh, you're righteous. I'm not. Look at you. Yeah. You've got I appreciate music. Because guess what? High horse you're going to buy what happens, what happens when, when Sweet Baby Jake over here goes to buy a you ticket Jake out to his favorite artist and expects the, sh- the songs to be sped up when he goes? No, he knows better. He leaves a Yelp review. Yeah. Yeah. He leaves a review that this and concert I know sucks. the songs aren't the same at the concert, too. Yeah. Do you? Yeah. Do you? Yes. Do you? Because I feel like people are going to be mad about it. You're unbelievable. No, I'm not unbelievable. I'm believable. Oh, believe I'm just... me. Believe me. This. Believe you, me. Yeah, my friend. What? That is. That is now. I as a as a uh, an old person now. No. Well, okay. So so if people don't know what we're talking about, uh, teenage dirtbag has been sped up, and there's a trend on TikTok where you take videos of your younger days, right? Or or pictures of your younger days and you put it to the music, right? Of Teenage Dirtbag, yes. right? Uh, you want to know how I'm old, Abdallah? Is that on my phone, I don't have photos that go back old enough to like Teenage Dirtbag years on my phone. You see what I'm saying? Like yeah. for me to go find Teenage Dirtbag photos, I, I would have, have to go take I would have to go days. take pictures of actual photos. I think that's I have, how old we are. Do I you see that. what I'm saying? That's what I have. I have a picture of you. I think I have it on my phone. A picture of but, you. But you that get I what I'm saying. Your house. You yeah. get what I'm saying? Yeah. Is like to participate in the trend, you have to have photos of your teenage dirtbag years. Yeah. But we are so old that my iPhone doesn't have digital photos of my teenage dirtbag years. See, that's why you have to do with the olds do on tiktok and the youth sitting behind us can tell me if i'm wrong about this but they take the celebrity look-alike or what would yeah. be funny like i i made one and i used aj soprano <laughs> as mine from the sopranos oh yeah yours was pretty good actually yeah see thank yeah. you i appreciate Threw that a like thank that's, you thank you real nice thank you a little repost or just a like a little double tap? Uh, i don't think reposting wasn't out yet oh okay yeah. okay 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 too early freaking old. early adapter there well listen man you're you're all over it James and Munster, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, James? Gentlemen, gentlemen. So real quick, I used to do live concerts. I used to work live concerts. I did lights and sound. Okay. We had the house contract at Red Rocks in Colorado. Abdallah without the H, sir, you are incorrect. <laughs> live music is actually sped up to sound uh, uh, faster than what, what the recording is to make it more playable and upbeat and, and up-tempo. What it's band not, is it's doing? It's not played this? at the regular beat. Every okay. single concert that is played, their their songs are they they play them faster because otherwise they drag on. They drag on and drag on live. Go look it up. It's it's there. I'm telling you right now. I just now. think that's because wow. you guys are blazed in Colorado. That's how you feel. 
James, oh, that's no, good I, intel. I wish. This was long before that was legal. <laughs> <laughs> it's always been legal in Colorado, though, James. It's good Come information. On. James sends all this concerts live are sped up. Well, I go to punk all shows. All, that music is, uh, all, right. all songs are live, sped up. Yeah. Thanks for the call, James. All right, guys. Take care. All songs sped up. Do you believe it? Not really, no. I appreciate wow. James contributing, but uh, <laughs> just just shitting I, down James call I right there. I, I don't. <laughs> Takes I an don't. L, calls him a liar. As uh, right. as, as Karkovice says in the Twitch chat, if you've been to a Dave Matthews Band concert, they're longer. Actually, wow. I've seen I've seen the De- Dead and Company. They're longer. Trust me. Are they? Yeah. You go to a Dead and Company show, you see like six songs <laughs> in a set. They do two sets though. Well, that's nice. Yeah. A lot of soloing, a lot of noodling. Oh, a lot of noodling. Oh, yeah. Most, a ton of noodling. <laughs> don't act like you don't like it. You like John Mayer. No, I, I do. He's great. I, I saw him what, back in April. He was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Incredible. And you know this, too, because we just went and saw it, but Metallica doesn't play faster because Lars wouldn't be able oh. to keep up. So don't, so Lars, don't Lars tell can't me, handle it. So don't tell so he, me that he's it's just faster. The, he's just in the this, background. Because Lars is sitting there making him slower. <laughs> Like a horse galloping in the back. <laughs> Just missing beats. James turns around, <laughs> shooting him looks. Come on, man. What's going on back there? Yeah. <laughs> Black and Bell here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. The Packers beat the Bears yesterday, 28 to 19. Obviously, when you get your starting quarterback back, you know, and a guy that's electric like that and, you know, makes a lot of plays for our football team, uh, it's obviously a big boost in the arm, you know, to, to the whole football team. Oh, what a move to move past Nixon. And Justin Fields ahead of the field. And gone. What a run. It's his third rushing touchdown of 50-plus yards this year. Justin Fields is looking for Equinemius St. Brown. First and goal, Chicago. Give to Montgomery with a nice cut. And he powers in for a touchdown. Where is A.A. Ron right now? You know, I said it like four times, so why didn't you say it the first time I said A-A-Ron? Because it's pronounced Aaron. Oh, snap it. On fourth down. Rodgers steps up. End zone. Walks in. He's got it again. He is absolutely on fire. His seventh touchdown in the last four games, and the Packers are right back in it. Now trying to contain Fields. Looking for Nikhil. Harry! What a catch! Inside the Packer 30 as he beats Jair Alexander. Just when they were performing so well, big play fields to Harry. The Santos trying for a field goal, and it was deflected. Kenny Clark and TJ Slayton deny Santos. 32 yards to try to take the lead for Crosby. And sure enough, he puts Green Bay on top for the first time today. 4.49 to go, and Justin Fields now will have a chance. Looking to throw again. Comeback round, it is picked off potentially by Jair Alexander, and sure enough it is. Took it away from his former teammate, Equinemius St. Brown. A missed PAT and a field goal blocked in a one-point game. It's not the first time that's happened this year. It's Watson on the end around. He can fly, and he can fly to the end zone. Touchdown, Green Bay. Fields launches it. He's intercepted. That'll put it away. It's Keyshawn Nixon to put it on ice for another Packers win over the Bears. 
The Packers win 28 to 19. Jake Cantu put that montage together for us tonight as Aaron Rodgers goes 18 of 31, 182 yards and one touchdown. And Christian Watson, what a game for him. He had the one reception for 46 yards and a touchdown. He also had three carries for 48 yards and a touchdown. The 19 yard uh, running uh, touchdown being the or the receiving for the 19, the 46 yarder, the rushing one was the longest for Watson. But what a great performance from Watson, where it basically to this point this season on almost half or more of his touches, he's scoring touchdowns like this dude can fly and he is productive for the Packers. A wide receiver drafted by the Green Bay Packers mm, last year. Interesting. Huh? As the Bears, uh, let's see. Velas Jones Jr. had one carry for one yard. And he also had, yep, that's right, uh, no targets, no no uh, receptions yesterday as he played in the contest mm. as the sixth wide receiver for the Chicago Bears as Justin Fields goes 20 for 21, uh, 20 for 25, 254 yards passing, two interceptions, quarterback rating of 75, but he also had six carries for 71 yards and a touchdown. Fields looked his most comfortable. He looked his best in the pocket yesterday, even though he threw two interceptions. The one at the very end, I don't think really, uh, you know, at that point, you're trying, you're down two scores. You're trying to come back. Yeah, it, you're against it. You're likely to not be successful in that yeah. situation. But the one against uh, St. Brown, where he doesn't turn and come back to the football. That's a killer because the Bears had an opportunity to win the game and they don't come out on top yesterday. No, and it's a problem, right? Like that's and you heard Matt Averflus talk about it after the game and you heard Justin Fields talk about it after the game. Like that was on St. Brown. And the hope is that these guys aren't around next year, right? Like that you are uh, you Addition by subtraction. That Veals, Veals Jones might be here, but he didn't even have a target like you mentioned. But the guys that are going to be here, Cole Komet had seven targets. Chase Claypool had six targets. Montgomery had five targets. Those are the guys that are going to be here. And Veals needs to be worked into that. Why not? Why aren't you working Veals Jones into the He's going to be here next year. He's, he's cheap. He was drafted. You have to find something for him to do. He's not returning punts. He's back there for kickoffs. But, like, you have to find something for this guy to do. And then you need to work in free agency and mostly the draft to get your other wide receivers to try to shore up this room a little bit and give Justin Fields some help because you can't have this. They were they were in that game until that interception. Jones had 12 snaps yesterday. 23% of the offensive plays Felix Jones was out there for. Mm-hmm. We, we noticed in the stadium that he was he was out there. He wasn't doing anything, but he was out there. We also said multiple times to each other, uh, what, what did I continue to say to you throughout the game and especially in the second half? What did I keep saying to you as Montgomery continued to run the football straight into the line? Yeah, like he's straight, not, straight into the line. He's not cutting. He can't do anything. Like, why is he just running straight what did, into guys? What did guys? I keep saying to you? I don't remember. I, I kept going dumb. Yeah, dumb. That's dumb. 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 Dumb play. As they, they would just run the ball three straight times. Dumb. There were a lot of dumb, dumb play. plays. Dumb play. You had a and, huge gain with Nikhil Harry, and then you run the ball. Like, what are you doing? Well, you're, you're right about the Montgomery. Very little wiggle. You know what I mean? Like, he for 14 carries, 61 yards, and a touchdown, it seemed like many times the first person that was there, he just kind of ran into the person, just mm-hmm. kind of fell over, and there wasn't really anything to it. And that's, that's what the offense was yesterday. And why... 
You have Justin Fields. I understand Dumb. he's coming Just back after injury. Dumb. No, dude. Even worse. Dumb. Why are we? Why are you running the Wildcat? What year is this? Oh my god that that was the that was the that was the dumb where I was really upset. What are you doing? That was a double dumb. Like you 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 have a mismatch. You have a quarterback that's extremely explosive yes. with his legs. You have a mismatch on every single play. So here's a play. Let's line him up. As far as we can Take away from the ball, ball out of his hands from the ball, let's put him on the sideline just so we are down a man and we can just snap it directly to a running back to run straight into the line. Dumb. So stupid. What a dumb play that was. So I stupid. I don't ever want to see Justin Fields not lined up in the backfield ever again. I don't want the play to start never without work. the ball in his hand. Do the plays ever work with a quarterback standing on the no. sideline and you just snapping it to the running back and then they just run into the line? Like, also, when does that ever work? He's coming back from a separated shoulder. Why the hell is he out there blocking for dudes? What are you doing? Oh, yeah. It's what kind of a play call is that where you have him blocking for people? Can we not? Dumb. Ugh, just ridiculous. Dumb. It was it was bad. There were bad play calls yesterday. We're talking bears with you. You are listening to Black and Abdallah. ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports. When you're at home, don't miss Black and Abdallah. Tell your smart speaker to, to play ESPN 1000. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. Did you have a good weekend? I did. Did you? Good birthday. I did, yeah. Thank you. Is that it? <laughs> Is that it? That's what you're going to... That'll be it. Good night, that's, everybody. That's what you're starting the segment with? Oh, I just wanted to make sure you had a good weekend. I did have a good weekend. All right. You think Mo had a good weekend? I saw that Mo had a very good weekend. Mo in Frankfurt. You're on ESPN 1000. Hello, Mo. How are you guys doing? Guys, you guys are amazing. How are you guys? What's up, Mo? So, um, you guys watching my Twitters, right? You see my pictures with the tailgating, and uh, that's how you have fun. Wait, what happened? What happened there, Mo? Describe oh, it for us. No, we did, but it, describe it for the people. Oh, Speak the best yourself. tailgate in Chicago. Come on. What, what happens? Anyway. What happens? <laughs> that's not describing anything. Mo, you got to describe it. It's a radio. Paint a picture with your words. Oh, my God. Just Mo Award Frankfurt. Look at my tweets. I'll show you what it's like. It's basically I go out there. I go out with the peoples. We have huge tailgate. We have the live DJ. We do the food. Unbelievable food. Look at my tweets. I'll show you the menu. You just look at that. It's just amazing. And the only reason why I'm bringing this up is because yes. it's not just about the game. I go to the game every time. My seats are in the 100 level. I have 12 seats. You know, we have a good time. Uh, Mr. Snorling, this morning, bashed it. He's like, oh, I went to the bathroom at halftime. Okay, Mr. That's why you're a rookie. Okay, Shay, you're a rookie. I go to every single game. We never go to the bathroom at halftime. You go to the bathroom when I say, there's a timeout. Where? On the field. Go to the bathroom right now. There's no line. Boom, boom, get your chicken, 
uh, tenders, get back their seats, boom, you're good. But this guy, he's complaining about, oh, the long lines. I have to go through a riot. I can't. Uh, okay. That, that, that's, you know, whatever. The tailgate is the best thing ever. And then you go through to that. And that's it. That's my Bears notes. Monday nights. Those, Bears are, your, notes. those are your Bears notes. Okay. Uh, right. Mo, uh, how do you feel about I the mean, fact that. I mean, I do have a show what? note. But I was going to save it for Friday, but I do have a nice show note. Well, we'll take nice. the show note, too. Uh, I do have a question for you. How do you feel about the there's a timeout where on the field bit being uh, done with? I didn't hear that yesterday. They don't, yeah, do, it they don't do it anymore. They don't do it anymore. They don't do that no more. You know what? And they don't have that stupid siren either. You oh, know what? Thank, thank God. God that oh, my God. God. The worst. The siren. I blame Matt here. Nagy for that. You remember when that started? It was because Nagy came to town. And he said that Bears fans weren't loud enough. Mm-hmm. So he thought that they needed to give some gimmicks to the stadium to kind of get people riled up. Except the, the problem is, Matt Nagy, when your team sucks, yeah, people aren't going to be happy. But if you play good football, we show up. Which one of you guys have a season tickets? Black, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, my family does. Where, where, yeah. Where are you at? We're in, the, we're in the south end zone. We're in the south end zone, too. I'm at 124. Can't wait to run into you, Mo. We'll meet up. Oh, you better not. You'll, you'll see me. Just look around. You'll see me. I'm always dressed up. You right? saw what I wore? Yeah. I wore the, the, the whole thing. With the 10,000 people that are in the south end zone. Uh, Mo, what were the uh, show notes that you had for us? You know what? Uh, David Kaplan, um, man, he had the same fire in his blood that I have. About pow, hit him in the face. Pow, pow. And I was talking about the Bulls. Now, I can't believe that they let Booker and Aiden just do whatever they wanted to do on Friday. That was the worst game I ever saw in my life. Uh, Bulls, I'm, yes. yeah, I'm a Bears fan, and now we're talking about Bulls. But I loved Kaplan's passion. And I just wanted to say, pow. That's what he said, and I love it. And that's, that's my show note. I give it up for Cap. I usually don't right. agree with the guy, but that was a that was good, man. All right, good stuff. Thank you, Mo. Hey, love you guys. See uh, you. Appreciate love you. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mo with his show notes. You didn't want me to ask you how you were doing, so I asked Mo. I said I've been I've been with you all day. <laughs> well. That doesn't mean I can't ask you how you're doing. I've been with you all day. Nothing's changed. I've been with you since, what, 11.45? When we came down after the Croatia game. Would you prefer if we just don't talk the entire day until we get on the Well, I mean, we don't talk about what we're going to do here, usually. (laughs) Maybe we should. And tonight it shows. Yeah, maybe we should. (laughs) All right. Black and Abdallah here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. We'll take your calls at 312-332-3776. Oh, I saw this story. I wanted to talk to you about this. I had something for you. I saw a story. Here's the headline. Gentlemen, quote, I've been abducted by aliens 60 times and have footage to prove they exist. A guy in the UK claims that he has been abducted by aliens 60 times. That's not an abduction. That's just hanging out with them at this point. I've been just hanging out with aliens. Said he, his first name is Russ. 
Okay. He said that uh, he has spent the last 30 years as a, quote, super soldier fighting in a war between different alien species. Okay. He was captured. He was there fighting. And he claims, the 58-year-old, claims that he has footage of proof of life beyond Earth. He discovered the footage after he was clearing out his files. Late one evening, he went to put the bins out after finishing his tea. Oh. And suddenly, he spotted a red orb being chased by two fighter jets. Okay. And then he was sucked into this intergalactic battle. Gentlemen. Yeah, this is over in the UK. Gentlemen. Uh, he has been abducted by aliens 60 times, and he says he has proof. I did watch the... Uh, he also uh, he, he made a drawing of the oh, there's more? alien. Do you see the the drawing that yeah. he drew of, of what aliens look like? How would you describe it? It kind of looks like the Green Goblin from Spider-Man, It right? looks like the aliens from South Park. Yeah, It's kind of like too. the Green Goblin. Yeah, if you put them together. It's got like the Green Goblin teeth, but the body and the head of the alien from South Park. <laughs> I did watch that Unsolved Mysteries about the... Uh, the alien sightings over Lake Michigan. Have you seen that? No, I haven't. It's it's one of the new unsolved mysteries, and it is about a bunch of people that all saw the same thing over Lake Michigan on a night in like the 80s, I want to say. Really? And they talked to a guy who was like a um, I don't know, a meteorologist. Sure. He's a but he was was he a meteorologist? I think he was a meteorologist, but he's not like a not like a TV meteorologist. Like he's in like he's doing like working on like satellites like and stuff like yeah yeah okay. like he's working on like the satellites and stuff like that. Sure. And they didn't have you know the internet and that kind of stuff, so he was just like going off of what he saw on the radar, and like he saw all the stuff like the lights coming together, them splitting into like four different things. And all this kind of stuff. And then he had to move because people didn't take him seriously and they were making fun of him so much. And then he finally meets up now in, like, present day with some of the families that saw the same thing and are, like, verifying what he saw. And everyone's now believing what he saw. And what's this on? Netflix? Yeah. Unsolved Mysteries. Yeah. On Netflix. One episode? It's one episode. Well, there's multiple episodes, but this is one episode about aliens. Each episode is about different things. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, So, uh, and I've got this story here from the UK. Ross, 58-year-old, claims to have been abducted by aliens 60 times. Like, look, I don't know. I don't believe that you're out here... Uh, fight intergalactic battles and stuff. <laughs> he was but, a super soldier, he says. Yeah, no. He okay. has proof. No. 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 But I, mean, I do believe that there is out there's life out there. I believe that there is something out there. You kind of have to, don't you? Let me ask you around the room. Tyler Aki, do you believe that Russ from the UK, 58, was abducted by aliens 60 times? He says he has proof. He found it in a bin in his... Uh, on his desk, he found proof. That would mean he had been released by them yes. sixty times. So no, I don't no. believe him. Okay, mm. you don't think that they would no, release? They, I don't think. They, you, they I don't think you get released sixty times. They wouldn't say a super soldier, sir. You've been fighting a great battle for us. You like, are what, released. What did he do to get abducted sixty times? <laughs> like at a certain he's point, a, you're getting eliminated. No, he's a good guest. At a certain point, you're <laughs> getting eliminated. He, maybe, he brings, maybe he brings cookies. That's like like abduction. You book shows. How does Jesse get on every show? <laughs> hey, buddy. Hey there, buddy. You know how you know hey how he gets buddy. on every show. You know how he gets on every show. The dude texts me. And says, 
Hey, tomorrow's probably the best day for a report for meetings for the midday. Do you want me on? The best are the best. <laughs> and I go, are. sure. Winter meetings this week. Let's do some reporting. Let's do some reporting. <laughs> Is there anything going on with the Cubs or White Sox? Last I checked, that's how you get a. I we both as as people that book shows. Tyler and I, we both just got abducted by Jesse. Yeah. Jesse's, sixty times in a season. Yeah, sixty times a year. Jesse probes us. Oh no. On ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. This is Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000. I'd like you to meet someone who's really special. It's Black and Abdallah. A real inspiration. Follow us on the gram at Black and Abdallah and at ESPN underscore Chicago. Hold on, it, it took me an hour and a half to do this. I gotta do this while we're while I can see it. You're right. Yeah, I'm fixing the camera on Twitch because uh, someone got it. Sh- someone moved it. I think that's worse. Yeah, you made it. Is worse. Is that worse? So I gotta go up. You gotta go up. Okay. Yeah. It's like your. Um, it's like pilot. Yeah. Got it. Do it more. Is that too much? Yeah, that's better. I think you need to fix yours now. No, no, I'm stable. No, no but you, I like I like the down. two things need to be. Watch us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash ESPN1000 Chicago. You gotta Chicago. bring yours, uh, gotta go, go oppo now. A little bit further down. All right. This is great. You told me to fix it. No, I, I, I know. How's that? I think it's more? better. It's much better. I can see the top of your head. It's very nice. You can watch us on Twitch, ESPN1000 no, Chicago. Blocking Abdallah here on ESPN1000, the ESPN Chicago app. I had a, a tweet from earlier in the night that hmm. I wanted to talk to you about. Uh, Mitchell tweets us, Mitch, he tweets us, and it's not the Mitch you're thinking about. Uh, he tweets, do you think it's possible, based on late game plays called by the Bears offense, the coaching staff has been given the go-ahead to tank for draft positioning? Because in many games, the play calling has gotten uber conservative in the fourth quarter at the end of games. Is it possible that in the first half, they have free reign to do whatever they want. But in the second half, the objective is let's just get out of here healthy and get, get to the next game. And if you lose, it's better for draft position and it's okay. Has the coaching staff been given that? Okay, that's what Mitch is tweeting us at Chris Black and at Adam A. Abdallah. Is it possible? With all due respect, Mitch. No. You don't think it's possible? I think that would be the dumbest thing in the world. Because you can't... They're coaches. It's their job to win games. No one brings in coaches and says, hey, lose... Unless you're the Dolphins and you say, hey, maybe I'll pay you to lose games. Like, that's different. It's happened, though. But but he it's said no. Happened. But he said no. The difference is he said no. No, I know. I know that. So to me, I would think that, look, if you want, you know how you, you want to know if they're tanking? You want to know if they were tanking? This is how you would know if they were tanking. I'll tell you. How you would know if they were tanking is last Wednesday, Matt Eberflus walks to the podium and says, hey, Justin Fields is healthy. He has a shoulder injury, but it's not going to require surgery. But out of an abundance of caution, he's not playing the rest of the year. 
That's how you know they're tanking. Because he would be the only reason that they win games. Their defense isn't letting them win games. Their other players on offense are allowing them to win games. The only factor in games that is leading them to win is Justin Fields. And they put him back out there after missing one week. I would say also the coaching staff doesn't necessarily give you the confidence that they're winning games. No. I mean, Luke Getze throughout most of the season has gotten a lot of credit for the offense being more productive. The conservative play calling at the end of games, including the Packers game, questionable. Also, Matt Eberflus has been questioned now throughout the season based on his conservative nature and also his his like odd timing for calling timeouts and kind of end-of-game situations. Clearly, first-time head coach, but as a defensive-minded guy, you also have to have a little extra concern when you're looking at how this team is kind of playing. Lots of penalties. The defense is one of the worst in the league continuously getting torn apart by other offenses. I, I think like there is some concern, at least from my point of view, that the offense, uh, I mean, at, that the coaching staff uh, may not be the long-term solution for this team going forward. Getsy's had moments, but he also equally called three straight running plays when the Bears offense was moving yesterday and kind of kind of put out uh, a nice drive with with non-imaginary play calling it it was it just lacked creativity i think that they're i think that their biggest problem is they're two they're victims of the game plan right like going into the game we said that these are two of the worst defenses against the run and gets knows this you don't think he knows the stats right and so going in he sees his quarterback make a big play they get into the red zone they're at the nine yard line and he's like all right well this is one of the worst teams against the run let's run the ball because you know what happens when you get into the red zone everything shrinks right everything kind of shrinks down your 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 wide receivers aren't getting as much separation guys aren't able to run as long of routes because you're only nine yards away from the end zone right you only have 10 yards to work with so his philosophy is probably hey Let's, we have one of the best, whether you want to believe it or not, one of the best run-blocking offensive lines in the NFL. This is one of the top rushing teams in the NFL with or without Justin Fields. Let's use that and try to get in there. I'm not trying to justify what he did. It was the bad call. But I could understand the thought process behind it. They just need to adjust in-game, right? They need to see, hey, running the ball isn't working today, so guess what? You need to run the ball to keep the defense honest. I get that. But in the red zone, let's not run the ball. Let's hobby, spread everybody out and maybe have Justin Fields run the ball. Let's maybe throw it to uh, t- uh, to um, to Cole Komet, who's been playing really well. Like I think he's just a victim of the game plan going into the game and doesn't make the proper adjustments. They've made adjustments at half, but I think in the moment, he's not good at making those adjustments. So the tweet was sent to Abdallah and I, and it was saying that, do you think, is it possible, based on the late game play calls, the coaching staff has been given the go-ahead to tank for draft position, the way the game kind of played out against the Packers. Barry, in the South Loop, what do you think of that? So I'm on the fence because I want to go ahead and believe that we have integrity, but I sit up and I watch the game plan like Montgomery yesterday was a bump. They had no business giving that ball to that guy the rest of the game. I could have came out there, and I'm 63 years old, old, fat, and slow. And I could have done better than that. But what really got me, right, is is that Fields has been a beast the last few weeks with his accuracy, his decision-making, and everything else. But that second interception, you know, that had me wondering. And then to answer your question about uh, or your statement about Eberflus walking to the podium and, you know, saying uh, Fields is healthy but we're going to sit him, 
all Bears fans want, right, realistically, we wanted to see the Rodgers-Fields uh, match. We would have loved the victory, but we just wanted to see that matchup. But we still, at the end of the day, we know that we want these draft picks. The higher, the better, multiple draft picks. That's what I believe. So I'm like 50-50, but I'm going to go 51%. I do believe that they're tanking. All right, so you believe well, I mean, that they're tanking. They're All right, definitely we got you tank- down, Barry. Barry, they're definitely tanking because of the talent on the field. Like, they're well, tanking because they traded everyone away. That's tanking. I think there's um, a perception. In saying tanking would be, I think Barry is pointing to intentionally trying to lose games. Yes. Now, you could argue that's what's happening based on the roster that's on the field. Mm-hmm. You could also argue that the players who are on the field are intentionally trying to win games well the players have to they're not successful at it but they're intentionally trying to win yeah tanking is not that tanking is not having a bad roster who's trying to win that can't win i understand tanking is having a roster who's told at whatever whatever you do don't win this game yes and then like barry said it it would go against the integrity of of the franchise of of the sport of of everything the the whole concept of of uh football right like the 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 integrity of giving your best and yeah. trying to win a football like game. you want to know how you tank you hire lovey smith you hire lovey smith you're right and the texans have done it perfectly and they're going to draft bryce young with the first overall pick like and and lovey smith will probably not be making that pick because i wouldn't trust him to develop a quarterback there's no way he can return as high coach no, for the texans. No, no, no 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 but he did he did what he was supposed to do he went out and he tried to win football games and guess what you didn't give him the talent and you you had a, a, a an ancient head coach who runs a uh, an ancient system who doesn't believe in offense and that's what you got he and, secures a bag right like yeah. lovey gets to make a lot of money yeah. he'll, be, he'll be fired in the offseason that's how and you tank he'll move along and in the bears case you trade away all your defensive players you don't spend you you get rid of all the money on the books for the next year you have no weapons whatsoever on on offense and that's how you tank if you're the bears but the coaches and the players are not going out there purposely trying to lose games. No, it, I do think it is curious how conservative the play calling got in the second half against the Packers. But also, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, what other options did they have? I, I do think Fields looked good in the pocket making passing decisions yesterday. I don't see why they stopped, why they let mm-hmm. up, why they didn't allow him to continue. Well, I mean, like I said, you know, you can look at the defenses and the defense they were playing. Montgomery also averaged four and a half yards a carry. So, like, he was, you know, if you're nine yards out, two rushes, you're averaging four yards a carry, that gets you closer. Like, that's what they're trying to do. Raul and Logan Square, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Raul? What's going on, guys? I still say that, you know, they're having a productive offense. Uh, they are, they've been competing every single game with the depth chart that they've had. I give credit to the rookie coaching staff. I think Montgomery's been doing all right. But other than that... Yeah, we're going to tank. Hopefully we get the number two pick. Maybe we don't get that defensive end from Alabama. We'll work our way with some other first-round picks. But I give credit to this rookie coaching staff because with the depth chart that we have, we've been competing in every single game. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Thanks for the call, Rival. I mean, like, like you look at it, they for the lack of talent that they have, they they could have won many of these games. Oh, yeah. They, they, what is it, five, six games have been one-score games? Also, Look, I could be wrong. Lovey Smith could be making that pick. I have seen some rumblings, and I floated this on Twitter the other night during the the first half of the uh, Pac-12 championship game. Like, what if the Texans take Will Anderson or Jalen Carter, 
and then just say, hey, you know what? Lovey, stick around another year. Nah, we'll get Caleb Williams. You don't wait two years. To I get understand a that. I, I know, but, you know, there's not. Would you rather have Bryce Young or, or Caleb Williams? Uh, Bryce Young. I really? Think. Yeah, I think so. I think um, I'd like to see more from Caleb Williams. Okay. That's hey, fair. Give him, give him a full additional year in the system. And if he does the same thing next year for USC, we'll then, be in the playoff next year. Yeah, well, I mean, and we, we can talk about that. The playoff is set. Uh, came out yesterday, uh, Georgia, TCU, Michigan, and Ohio State. A team that didn't participate in championship weekend should not be involved in the college football playoff. We'll talk about that next. You're listening to Black and Abdallah on ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports. This is Chicago's home for sports. Black and Abdallah. ESPN 1000. And now on Digital FM at 100.3 HD2. Thank you to Tyler Aki and to Jake Hantu producing tonight's show, Black and Abdal. We will be back tomorrow night at 6, 6 day right here on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Yesterday, not only did the Bears lose, we also had the college football playoff. The Final Four was released yesterday. Uh, and here's the final four. Georgia is number one. They will face off against Ohio State, the number four seed. That game will be the Peach Bowl, the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. That will be played at 7 o'clock on December the 31st. Then you have number two, Michigan, will face off against number three, TCU. That's the 3 o'clock game. The semifinal game will be the Fiesta Bowl. So you have the Fiesta Bowl and the Peach Bowl. Those are the two games in the final four. Abdallah, my, my initial thought is we, we knew that Georgia is the best team in the country. Michigan is probably the second best team. I thought TCU and the fight that they put up going into overtime against Kansas State in the Big 12 championship game was worthy of being in the college football playoff. And Ohio State gets in. They didn't participate in this weekend, championship weekend. Thus, they didn't have an opportunity to lose a football game. Mm-hmm. I think that's a major flaw in the way we decide a Final Four and chances are we don't even need a Final Four in this season. I, I find it very hard to believe that anyone outside of Michigan and Georgia will win the national championship. I would say most seasons you don't need a Final Four. Like, bring back the BCS at this point. Because it, every once in a while, like, I'll tell you this. Like, I've told you before, when you say you just because you don't play on Saturday doesn't mean you shouldn't be in the playoff. 2017 Alabama, they don't play in the SEC championship game. They get put in at fourth because uh, Georgia ends up losing that game, I believe. And then they end up winning the national title that year as a four seed, right? They end up winning. Uh, I forgot who they beat, but they ended up winning that national title game uh, and be, not being in uh, their own championship game. Was it game. over Ohio State? I think, they, I think they beat Clemson in the national championship game. All right. So you, that's fine with me. So I have no problem with it. I want the four best teams. Four best teams. If you play on Saturday, it doesn't matter. Because remember, there was a time when there, the, there wasn't a championship game in some conferences. And then they had to add a championship game because they thought they were being left out of that selection because yeah. they didn't get the extra game. Like, what is if Notre well, Dame... You like, go into this idea that the conferences screwed their teams yeah. by making divisions. Like, what do you right? say like, about if Notre if Dame, right? all the right? conferences got away with divisions, you would always have the two best teams playing in the championship game, thus allowing you to have Ohio State playing to get in. Like, if no, like Notre Dame... Notre Dame's never going to play in a championship game. No. Notre Dame will always have one less game than everyone else that tries to get in there. Look, as an Alabama fan, I would have loved to see Alabama in there. 
because I want to see my play, my team play in a meaningful game. That's the fan in me. It's like you know, it's like the the frosted mini wheats. The kid in me wants to see Alabama play, but the adult in me knows that TCU deserves to go. Ew. Like I get it. No, not like that. Don't be dirty. Don't be dirty. We're not talking about aliens and probes anymore. Um, I, I get hey there, it, buddy. I understand it. I, on, un- I understand. Every hour, buddy. Look, Clemson's not Here good. I go, buddy. Clemson's not good this Got a year. Baseball report, buddy. That's fine. Clemson's <laughs> not good. I know they won their conference, but that doesn't matter. I don't care. They're not as good as Ohio State. Ohio State's better than Clemson, so that's fine. To me, the four best teams are in there. Yeah, you know, and, and this is how it's going to go. You know, uh, we had our final Chicago's College tailgate on Saturday. We love doing the show. Uh, thank you to Keeper's Heart, Irish American Whiskey, and Northwestern Athletics, proud supporters of CCT this year. Uh, here's the deal, though. When the playoffs expand, no one will ever be happy. Uh, college football is different. Uh, if you go back years ago, college football was settled based on polls, right? There was the AP and the, the coaches poll. Mm-hmm. The AP poll, you had voters who couldn't watch every single game every Saturday. And then the coaches poll, you had a problem in getting coaches to even fill out their own polls, yeah. right? Like usually college coaches were have someone else on the staff fill it out for you. Uh, so then we moved to the BCS era. The computers took the top two teams. You <laughs> removed the human bias and we let them play for the championship. And actually some seasons, the games turned out to be great. Yeah. The all-time greatest College football game to date in history, Texas USC, yeah. was a BCS championship game. But we needed a playoff. We had to have a playoff, right? Yeah. Four teams, and I would argue that the four team college football playoff era will be remembered as of this lackluster games with teams from the North facing off against teams from the South and the teams from the South blowing out. The teams from the north, yeah. like that's going to be the 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 takeaway of the four uh, team C, uh, college football playoff era. So, all right, it became official last week. The college football playoff will be moving the twelve teams in two thousand twenty four, and you know, for decades people have wanted the expanded playoff. Except instead of the argument being between teams who are two loss and three loss, you know, we're going to be debating teams who are the no, we're not. 11th and 12th teams to get into the playoffs. No, we're not. Going into the future. We're not. Because I'm not going to be arguing whether or not Washington or Penn State or Florida State or Oregon State or it's Oregon should be in there. I don't happen. care. It's going to happen. They can't. I'm, I'm not going to do it. Because well, to me, it's garbage. Because they're going to lose anyway. I think uh, when you look at everything that goes into this season specifically... Yeah, maybe none of this is necessary because Georgia and Michigan are the two best teams in college football. That's mm-hmm. a fact. Uh, so much of the conversation about who should get into the playoff feels a bit forced because we had to force in Ohio State into this when really it's Georgia and Michigan. Like, why not just have BCS style or heck have the polls name a national title champ? Yeah. Right. Like, I'm sure both polls would well, agree that Georgia's the champ. I think, and maybe the way it was wasn't so bad. I think Michigan can give Georgia a game. Maybe they can. I think they can. I really do. And I hope they do. I would like to see a good college football national championship game. I hope the playoff games are competitive because history will tell you, you do get a competitive one every once in a while, but most of the times, the first round, not that great. Carmen, North Riverside, you want to say goodnight to the people? Good night, Chicago. You're listening to Black and Abdallah. ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports.